Suck at Golf, and let me tell you why. I'm Avery Dovsik, your host of the Why You Suck at Golf podcast. Thanks for joining me on another episode this week, and sadly, this week would have been Masters Week, and I know there will be a great Masters going to be held in the future, but for now, all we can do is talk about past years, the pristine course, and maybe a little Masters trivia. Today, I have Brian Kroll and Frank Darby on, and we're going to discuss all things Masters, a little bit about the coronavirus pandemic, what you can do to keep your game sharp indoors, and we're going to just cover it all. But first, let's hear from Anchor. I'm very excited to introduce two special guests for today. We have Brian Kroll and Frank Darby. How are you guys holding up during this yeah, crazy quarantine? Oh, well, I'm doing fine. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a little bit different than than what we're used to doing, but it's nice being around uh, my wife and uh, my little one, Charlotte. Yeah, well, I can't say the same. Being around my wife is not that fun. Um, no, I'm just kidding. She's great. But this, I mean, we truly are. And Avery, you know this. Uh, it's the same, I guess, out on the West Coast where you are. But this is totally unprecedented. I cannot recall anything like this in my lifetime. It's really, uh, really bizarre. It's like the twilight zone here. I, I certainly am concerned about the people that are directly affected. But for everybody else, I we just have to be careful, be safe, and hopefully we can get through this thing and back to normal as soon as possible. I know this definitely differs from our typical Wednesdays where we're in the city, you know, at the studio, but I think we can all agree that we are thankful and grateful to be in good health during this crazy time. But I agree when you go outside, it feels like the air is almost toxic. I go on runs and I feel like people are holding their breath in passing and it's uh, just a weird concept to well, toss around. Yeah, usually it I is. hold my breath anyway when I walk by Brian. So it's really not that much different <laughs> Thanks, than anything Frank. else I do. Um, well, this is pretty cool because I'm in California. Uh, and where are you guys right I'm now? I'm in Fairfield, Connecticut. And I'm in Westchester County, New York, in Bedford Hills. Okay, yeah. I see. I got out of New York yeah. at the right time. I mean, it was bad, but it's real bad. I mean... Is it, do you go to the grocery store or are you trying to just really stay on lockdown? Well, I mean, for speaking on behalf of the folks here in, in the Westchester County area, I think we're, we're pretty close to the city. It's, it's only about 40 minutes from, from where we live. And that is one of the epicenters of, of the whole pandemic. So I'm a little more uh, nervous perhaps than folks in the middle of the country, but the bottom line is you, you have to go out to these necessary operations to get to get food and supplies. And you just have to be really careful and try and stay uh, stay clear of people as well as you can and, and just be very cautious. You know, it, the, the good thing about uh, we shop mostly at Trader Joe's, which is probably about a thousand of them out there in California. And uh, they are really, really mm-hmm. good. And I'm lucky that I'm old because they have senior lines now from. Uh, eight to nine. So, you know, I get there at quarter to nine, quarter to eight and, you know, the six foot uh, spacing and uh, I'm usually the first like, you know, 10 people in and I'm out of there in 10 minutes. So it's, it's uh, sure I'm, I'm being ca- careful as well, but, uh, and it is a little spooky up here in Fairfield because this whole thing, this virus is moving East on the Island and right up uh, Connecticut as well. So we're kind of, you know, trying to just stay inside mostly must be yeah. nice to be a senior citizen frank you probably <laughs> yeah it's been great too, don't you 
Yeah, they have all these great, great things, and uh, I can get in early. And, uh, you know, there's an awful lot of funny talking on the lines, but just something i got to put up with. Yeah, I've been shopping at Trader Joe's, too, and i got to say, they are taking yeah. the best precaution. They hand sanitize everyone's hands. You cannot enter, um, which I have not seen another store do yet. And then on your way out, they grab you on your way out and hand sanitize you again. They give you a wet nap for your baskets or a Clorox wipe, excuse me. Um, I actually feel somewhat safe <laughs> going there compared to um, our grocery stores, but it's it's so crazy. And I didn't know they had a senior line. I got to tell my dad because <laughs> that could definitely be yeah, a benefit it, it, to it's us. It's actually phenomenal. I mean, here we are plugging Trader Joe's, but I'll tell you what, we've been shopping there forever. And like you said, they're, they're, it's a great store. <laughs> You know, one thing one thing I would like to say, Avery, is the uh, I do know a number of people. Um, my son is one of them that have had uh, the virus and tested positive. And, you know, it's a very scary thing, especially for folks who are older or who are, are dealing with uh, previous conditions. But a lot of a lot of people I know who have had it have gotten through it OK and are, are feeling fine. So just to, to provide a little bright spot, there are people that are able to handle it quite well so yes it's a serious thing but at the same time um i want people to be encouraged that it it isn't necessarily as uh terrible for everyone as uh, as you might think yeah that's definitely a little bit of light in all this darkness and i my only fear is for the asthmatic people that's um that's really what you know, grows inside of caution to my head because I have a friend with really bad asthma and she just got it and she lost wow. 14 pounds oh, in a week. That is, scary. And not to mention, she probably only weighed a buck 40 maybe mm. um, to begin with. So um, it's just scary. But on a brighter note, have you guys swung a club during this fiasco or how are the carpets rolling in your households in 11 yeah, and 10? Yeah, uh, well, my, my wooden floors, yeah, they're pretty quick. It kind of reminds me of being down there at Augusta. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got one of those orange whips, so I've been, you know, swinging about 50 times a day. And, you know, and, you know, the one thing that I've been doing, and, and it's something that, uh, you know, if we have any juniors or, you know, college players listening, uh, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes before I go to sleep, I just kind of, you know, close my eyes and think of the golf swing and, you know, maybe think of a couple of great shots I've hit in, in my life and uh, try to remember them and just kind of, you know, go to sleep with that on my mind. And, uh, you know, hopefully it'll uh, work if uh, I go out and play. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, my my carpet is stimping at about an eight and a half, maybe a nine. Uh, I've got a couple <laughs> cool little games that I, I do. I set up some masking tape and try and uh, roll putts to, to stay within a two-foot slab, which is kind of fun just to work on speed control. But, you, you know, Frank mentioned the Masters, and, and uh, it's certainly a, a special week for, for golf and a difficult week because so many of us are, are – uh, thinking of Augusta national and the masters this week. And it's tough, man. I'm, I'm fortunate to be one of the people that is part of that tournament and have been for the past 10 years. And it just feels absolutely gut wrenching not to be down there in Augusta, Georgia covering uh, the masters, but it looks like uh, we'll have a chance for that later in the year. What's some of the most best moments that stick out in your head? 
Um, you know what the, the absolute best moment for me was being able to have my, my son down there and my father down there and, uh, to, to have three generations, uh, there on the grounds, enjoying the master's tournament. It was just, it was such a cool thing. And it really is an event for all ages. And at this point in time, they've got the drive chip and putt on the Sunday prior. So you've got seven year olds there and then the par three on on Wednesday, which is incredible, featuring past champions. Some of them are in their 90s. So you're covering all ages, the whole spectrum, and the Masters just does better than any other event when it comes to uh, entertaining people of all ages. Frank, what's your favorite part of Masters Week? And I don't know if you've been, but oh, yeah. what I've do you been, enjoy I've been, I've from the comfort? I've been a number of times. And, you know, it's kind of like you almost get the same feeling as uh, uh, my little one does when she, when we go in the gates at Disney World. You know, you're kind of going into a, <laughs> you know, you're going into like a, a, a zone out there and everything is, uh, you know, been, you know, just really thought out and, and, and you know, great uh the, the atmosphere and you know usually the weather's been great and uh uh you know just going down magnolia lane i actually uh when i was an assistant in chicago we had a number of members that were there as well so we used to go down and play there quite a bit now that's before the uh, tiger proofing and the redesign that they did but uh you know it's just everything the food's great and uh, you know it, it doesn't get any better than that is it true you can't find a weed if you looked? I've heard that from a couple people, where you have to look to find dead spots in the grass. It, it, it does not exist. It is absolutely impeccable. And everything you can imagine, everything that you see on television, it's even better and more impressive in person. And, uh, you know, that quote-unquote uh, tiger-proofing didn't work too well. No, it Frank. didn't. You know, the... the, the... <laughs> He's our reigning champion for longer than uh, longer than. Yeah, most. you know the one thing that was always amazing to me too is a couple of times, like you'd see it because everything was so perfect, but you would see some of the crosswalks where it got a little muddy. Well, they took care of that because they heat those areas too now, so there's no mud as well. So you know it must be cool just to be able to, you know, just keep working to get something perfect. Yep. And, and you know what? I, I do think it's uh, it's so rich in tradition. And uh, you, you talk about the uh, drive, chip, and putt finals that are there on the Sunday before. But before that, you've got the Augusta National Women's Amateur, um, which, again, this would have been the second playing, and it'll be uh, pushed back a bit, I'm sure. But what another tradition that's been added along with the Champions Dinner and, and – the uh, honorary starters and the ceremonial tee shot and the par three contest, um, the crow's nest, the amateurs in the field, the butler cabin, skipping balls across the lake on, on 16 during the practice rounds. It's just, it, it's a tournament unlike any other. My, my good friend Jim Nance says it perfectly, but it's true. And it's, it's just a very, very special week, even though it's not being played. Especially the, young females that you just mentioned and receiving that invitation and getting so excited and just having it all kind of crumble. And um, I was talking earlier with a girl who was saying, you know, the identity crisis that some of these young athletes face in their senior year of 
college, you know, do I make the turn to go pro? Do I actually get a real job? Now, what happens to that now that this pandemic shifts and now they don't have a spring season and they don't really know how they're playing? You know, what do you guys think? Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I mean, I can speak from experience having a, a senior at Penn State as my youngest daughter, Christina. Her her senior year has been cut short. Um, they're trying to figure out how to do a Zoom graduation at Penn State. I, I'm sure all the colleges and high schools are are trying to figure out something similar. But I mean, th- this is uh, unprecedented. It's going to be a it's going to be a year that people will never forget. Um, and in terms of athletes, like you're talking about. You know, we're mentioning Penn State, but the basketball team for the men was having a, a just a banner year. They would have been in the NCAA tournament and uh, probably seated pretty, pretty well. So it's just unfortunate for those teams that have their their seasons yanked out from under them. And I know the NCAA, Frank, is considering um, a fifth year for many of the seniors and and trying to uh, get some of that playing time back. But that has a huge impact on the incoming freshmen and and uh, what their plans were for the upcoming year. So it's going to be a ripple effect in the entire world, not just in in, in uh, college athletics. That's for yeah. Sure. Hey, listen, uh, you know the all the all the uh, the athletes, the seniors, and uh, including you, Avery. You know, you worked really hard all in the fall, all during the uh, you know the winter, the early winter months during your break and. And then all of a sudden it was cut short. But, you know, all that hard work that everybody did, it, it doesn't go for naught. It's going to be uh, – it'll definitely uh, pay back somewhere down the line. Uh, the NCAA, like Brian said, is go- it's going to be a little, a little bit of chaos um, for the next uh, – yeah, maybe this semester and slightly into the next one. And uh, I think the roster sizes uh, – the NCAA is – all the money they lost from the not having the basketball championship, which they would spread out among all the division one schools, uh, that money is not going to be there now. So you're going to have some issues with seniors wanting to stay kids recruited, but they're going to want to start lowering their number of uh, players on each team, I think as well. And uh, you know, from the way that it's, it's looking now uh, you know, they're talking about some different things. I think there's a chance that there's not going to be any golf in the fall and it may just be a spring season, you know, one time spring. Uh, don't say that, please. <laughs> I cannot swallow that. Yeah, please don't say that. I And it's not only the NCAA, well, they said they'd do that fifth year, but if the schools don't have the money to honor their previous scholarship, then we're going to have another factor of everybody and their mother transferring and trying to get a head start on their masters and trying to look for scholarship money all over the place. I don't know. I think it's yeah. a fiasco yeah. <laughs> about to yeah. happen. I think you're right, Avery. I think we're uh, we're uh, going to see some chaos here in the in the coming weeks, months, and and perhaps years. Just this is it's going to take a while for all of this to level out, and no one honestly is is sure how it's going to all end at this point in time but hopefully we'll slowly start getting our way back to normal well yeah yeah one 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 more quick thing you know i feel terrible for all these high schools and their uh, high school students uh juniors that can't make official visits and uh seniors that are trying to if they didn't sign an nli 
Uh, they're probably sitting, um, you know, around trying to figure out whether uh, the coaches that initially contacted them are going to get back to them. So there's a lot of questions, and it's going to hurt a lot of late bloomers because I'll tell you what, I loved the late bloomers when I was doing all my recruiting because, man, that was just a carryover right into the, uh, you know, their freshman year and the fall season. So uh, I think there's going to be some concerns there. Yeah, and the late bloomers especially, I mean, how many people peak really their freshman, sophomore year of high school? Come on. I mean, you're looking at your junior year, your spring season of your senior year. I mean, the maturity level increases as you get older. There's no way to tell. I don't know. All these spring athletes like track and field runners, right? You get faster as you get older. How are you? How are these coaches going to predict what they're going to get in the fall of this next fall? I don't know. It's. (laughs) gives me headaches i would hate to be a recruiting i'll tell you what i'd love to be a recruiting coach i i really would be because i think you could you could definitely uh maybe maybe i'm being a little greedy but i'll tell you what i i i did a pretty good number on transfers and putting a team together i think there's going to be some really really fine teams put together here as well well you know what i i think frank brings up a good point in in terms of uh certain people will be able to take advantage of the chaotic situation we're in here i think if you're calm and you're creative and and you start to think ahead and think of new ways to get things done not just in terms of coaching but in terms of whatever occupation or or uh, position you're in because we've got to be we've got to use our imagination here and try and and try and figure out how to prevail and i know that i know that we will but um it's it's an interesting time and on a on a lighter note i think it's a time where we're starting to appreciate our our families and our faith and our, our friends. And it gives uh, certain people time to work on fitness and flexibility. And listen, we could come out of this stronger than ever. I couldn't agree more. And Frank, I know you posted something the other day of stuff you could be doing at home to keep your golf game at sharp. Yeah. Can well, share hey, any of that? It's like what I said before about uh, just trying to make a uh, hundred swings a day, trying to uh, just, just concentrate on, um, on different things with your putting, try to play some games with yourself where you're uh, working on your stats. I think, uh, I think keeping a practice journal uh, is a real good thing too. Maybe just even a journal about what's going on and what you're experiencing right now. Uh, I think that there's a lot of great uh, stuff up on Twitter again, right now, a lot of, um, of things being linked right into articles and, uh, pot, you know, there's different podcasts and some great interviews, and uh, there's a lot of uh, good books as well. I'm not certain, Brian. What do you think about all of these uh, playing back all these classic uh, events? I think they're really, really good. But you know, I I can't spend four or five hours watching it. But you can kind of remember what the great parts were and turn it on then. Yeah, I, I lost you there a little bit, but yeah, I, I you know, a couple notes. One. Uh, CBS, I, I know they have a great weekend plan for us. They're, they're going to play some final rounds from previous Masters tournaments like uh, 1975, 2004, last year's uh, final round. So you're going to get a chance to see the Nicholases and Weisskops along with Phil Mickelson and, and Tiger Woods, of course. So make sure to watch your CBS channels for some great rewind coverage. But, um, you know, in terms of instruction these days you do have to be careful people have a lot of time to 
to go on YouTube and, and go through Twitter and Instagram. And, and there's so much content out there. So the only thing I would say, Avery, to your listeners, as they're trying to improve their golf game, be careful of how much you consume. Uh, I would, I would encourage people to find an instructor that they really like and kind of stick with him or her and, and be careful of being too much of a sponge during these days and weeks, because again, it's important to, to keep your focus and make sure you're trying to do things that work for your swing and your goals. And and you got to be a little picky when it comes to that. Hey, you know, Hey, Brian, you, you said the magic word right there and, Hey, I learned from Brian about tying everything in. So the one thing that I did today is as the Jack Nicholas was on Masters today on the Golf Channel, uh, I consumed, I made a mint julep as close to what I could <laughs> as a mint julep. And I was trying to recreate the feeling of being there, uh, you know, having a drink. Uh, no, wait, wait little- a second. Wait a second, Frank. The the mint julep, if I'm not mistaken, is a Kentucky Derby drink. This, but but I had one the, the last time I was down there. They serve them down there. I, I mean, I know you've got your drink going, and uh, you know, but <laughs> hey, anything you're down south, mint juleps are everywhere. Nothing beats the azalea during Masters Week. It's absolutely incredible. If you've if you've watched my account, I'm I'm trying to make a better one every day this whole week, and I'm really enjoying it. Well. Uh, the glass is getting bigger and bigger every day too. There's, there was no ice cubes in the one I saw today. <laughs> Quarantine just it has really a way of does. doing that to you, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, since it's Masters Week, I thought we would do some Masters trivia to put you on oh, the boy. spot. Um, I hope you all know these because I, I feel like they're not that hard. So um, let's start. There's only five questions. So. Who played the Masters the most consecutive times? Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, or Doug Ford? My my guess would be Gary Player. Uh, mine too. Arnold Whoa. Palmer. Whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> okay. Most, okay. most consecutive First, or most? Who played the Masters the most uh, okay. consecutive well, times? Big. Yeah. All right, we'll get the next one. Who was the last Masters champion to win in his 40s? Jack Nicholas, Marco Mira, Phil Mickelson. Marco Mira. I think it's got to be Phil. It is Marco right. Mira. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Which former British Open champion never had a round under par at the Masters? John Daly, Todd Hamilton, or Bobby Jones? I would say Todd Hamilton. Uh, I'd say John Daly. Okay, I'm going to say Bobby Jones. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) who played in the Masters the most times before winning? Sergio Garcia, Mark O'Meara, or Phil Mickelson? I'll say Mickelson again. Yeah, I'll say Mickelson too. Oh, These guys man. Are horrible. So Sergio we're Garcia. I'm going to give you an easy one. I'm going to give you an easy one, this last one. Who do you think will win the future 2020 Masters? <laughs> uh, finally, there's one I can't get wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rory McIlroy for me. That that would be a great story. I would love to see him complete his career Grand Slam and I hate to agree with Frank, but it would be a real cool thing to see Rory uh, win the Masters. 
You know, and and we're going to have the masters. We're going to have two masters within six months. That's incredible. I didn't. That even is going to be that. cool. Hey, listen before we before we forget, Frank. We should thank Avery for all the help she provides us with our uh, Sirius XM PGA Tour radio show called on Wednesday nights from eight to nine um, Eastern. But it's been a, a much different story. No studio action during this uh, COVID-19 scenario. But uh, thank you, Avery, for all the help you give us. And it, yeah, this is the least we can do is to is to come on and spend some time with you on your show. Yeah. You, you, oh, you know, I we've had a good time. I've had no abuse from anybody at my house, but I got Brian on here right now and I'm getting nervous again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And I learn more from both of you than I could ever, you know, say. But um, yeah, thank you both for joining me today. And I can't wait till we're all back in the studio again. And life is somewhat back to normal. But um, for now, I guess the least we can do is stay happy and healthy. Yes, and thank, until next thanks time. Thanks for having us. Great words. Thank you, Avery. All right. Well, as much as I wish that us three were in the studio in New York City together at SiriusXM, this will have to do for now. I'm glad that everyone is happy and healthy on our end, and I hope yours too. But if you enjoyed the episode, let me know. You can find me on social media at Avery underscore Dovsek. That is A-V-E-R-E-E underscore D-O-V-S-E-K. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh.